the moment you've all been waiting for. Out of Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Got a bit of an impromptu episode for you here today. Uh, we said, I don't know if it was the last episode or one of our most recent episodes, we uh, touched on the conversation of, of GOAT after uh, Demetrius Johnson got beat in one championship. Um, I think it was Greg from the Nens from More podcast, I believe, yeah. asked us about if it um, affected his status as GOAT or anything like that. And we said we'd touch on it more in the future, so we thought, why not? No time yeah. like now. So, Kieran, tell us a bit more about how we're going to do this episode. Um, so we, we want to look at it a bit more in, in depth, you know, look at the categories of what we think affects being a GOAT uh, or being the GOAT. Uh, we've, we've basically taken a couple of fighters, we're going to look at these categories, compare them and try break it down. Um, uh, obviously, m- most of the time, it does come down to just opinion you know but we're going to try do this a different way <laughs> you know and see if it changes our minds about who may be the goat as well um, so yeah. we, we've put down a few categories haven't we um yeah should we tell should we tell people who the fighters are first that we've decided to choose so these are ones that are overall considered to be in the goat conversation Never far off it. Um, so the ones we've gone for are Khabib, um, nice and obvious one. Uh, John Jones, again, nice and obvious. Uh, Henry Cejudo, um, Triple C. Um, and then we've gone with Fedor. And finally, to round it off, Amanda Nunes. Nearly forgot her name there. Nunes. <laughs> Amanda Nu Nunes. Uh, yeah. So they're the five fighters that we're going to look at. And like Keaton said, we've kind of we're going to talk about them in categories rather than fighter by fighter. Um, so, do you want to reel off the categories so people know what we're to expect? Yeah. So, uh, what we've put down, what we think will go towards being the goat is title defenses. Obviously, from the start, that has been a big, big part of being considered the goat is getting the title and actually defending it. Um, next, we'll put down your record. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it could affect um, how you consider the goals. Uh, we'll put down recency bias because uh, an example would be Anson Silva. You know, a lot of people might not consider him the goal now because of his recent fights and uh, losses, let's say. Um, we've put down organisation um, so is a person considered less of a ghost because they're not in the UFC uh, we've put multiple weight classes I think that's become quite a, a recent one in terms of talks of who's the ghost you know having multiple wins and multiple weight classes winning titles stuff like that Um Calibre of fighters is another one. Um, and we're going to try to look at this a bit bit different, you know, because obviously you've got your calibre of fighters, but then in the past when people have fought, they were the strongest then, but we're going to go into that. And the last two is, is opinions. Obviously, all of it comes down to personal preference and opinion. And then last one is not the biggest factor, but personality kind of person's personality affect them becoming the ghost so yeah a few they like but i think they're all all good ones yeah yeah um and i want to say from the off my problem with the goal conversation is and i said this to you before we started is the five fighters that we named 
will all be considered goats for one, maybe two of the reasons of the categories we have chosen there, but then they will never be compared in the same category as the other one. Yeah, which is why for me, you can never have truly a definitive goat. I don't think there's ever going to be anybody that ticks. Well, there might be. I mean, we we could discover over the course of this episode that there might be somebody who ticks all of them boxes. Yeah. For me, I'm, I don't know. That That's part of the fun. Um, yeah, and obviously, they're the five fighters we're going to focus on, um, but obviously not the only names that are going to come up. There will be other names that come up, so we can compare certain aspects of others who may be considered, you know, because... You know, personality-wise, let's say you are going to have people who consider Conor McGregor the goat because of his loud, in-your-face, charismatic personality, and yeah. that—that's not me. That's not me having a go at McGregor for once. He is—he's loud, he's in your face, but he's charismatic. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a very, very savvy businessman. Yeah, um, he, he, he knows. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to build a fight. Um. And so some people will consider him the goal for that. And that's yeah. fine. That's that's their opinion. Um so that like you said, it does all boil down to opinions. Um, but there's a reason why we've chosen these fighters because a lot of opinions would put these in the conversation. Yeah. And some some opinions might disagree. I don't know, others might agree. So it's that that's basically the, the base of the goal conversation is is opinions. Um I, I feel it. I feel it's silly with any go conversation, whether it's from MMA to to rap to whatever. There always has to be a singular goat, you know. They can like who is the goat? Like why can't you say well, who would you yeah. consider your goats? You know I mean? Well, that, that's what I mean. I think it. We're never going to have a definitive goat in anything. Realistically, I don't think. Even you know football, you two, you two for the goat right now, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but it still divides opinions. So re- really, there can still never be one definitive one there. Rap, you know, you might say Eminem or Biggie or Pac. Someone else might say Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone might say Nas. One of our mates was a massive fan of Nas yeah. back in the day, wasn't he? You know, yeah. so difference of opinions all the time. I don't think in any category there's going to be a definitive goat. But as I say, that's where this um, where this conversation will stem from. Yeah. So um, let's so. let's get into it. So what was our first little subcategory? So our first category category it was title defenses. Um, now the the reason I put this first is because back back in the day, someone sound like an old man. Um, back in the day, back obviously. In my day. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, this is when this happened. Now, um, back in the day, obviously, that was what you were considered. You know, getting to that gold status was how many. If you won the title, could you defend it? And if you do defend it, how many times can you mm. can you defend that for? Um, Biggest one there is Anson Silva. I think he still holds the record for is it is it longest wins or longest title wins? Sixteen. I, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. I might be getting that mixed up in terms of continuous wins and title wins, yeah. but I think you know, Jones probably would have surpassed it if it wasn't for his legal troubles. Yeah. Um, but then so here's where we get into it. So someone like Khabib won't be considered the GOAT because he, he didn't have as many title defences as John Jones. I think it was now, four, I believe. Yeah, four title defences. Yeah, something like that. So now, I again, I said to, to Kieran before we, we started, I have I have problem with I have problems with, with that in Khabib because first of all, he can't he can't control when the UFC decides to give him a title shot. Yeah. Jones got a title shot very early on and well deserved in his career. I don't think there's anybody who would have argued that Khabib deserved the title shot earlier than he got one. Yeah. So he can't control when the UFC is going to give him a title shot. All he can do is go out there and win the belt. And in terms of caliber of fighter, 
again, that isn't on Khabib. All he's done is he's went out there and he's beat very comfortably everyone they've ever put in front of him. Yeah. Now, in that respect, the same can't be said for Jones. Now, to me, Jones is still undefeated. I don't, I don't take his, I don't count his DQ. I don't yeah. think many people do. Yeah. So for me, Jones is still undefeated. Um, but you look at was it the first Gustafson fight that he I, struggled with, and everyone thought Gustafson won when he yeah, broke his toe. I think so, yeah. Then you've got the Reyes fight. Again, everyone thought he lost. Yeah. Um. Not Khabib's never had that. Khabib lost one round in his entire UFC career. Yeah. Jones potentially could have lost two fights. So would would you put in that then with that? So first of all, to put that thing into context, what you said of getting the title shot, it's not up to him. Let's put it as Tony Ferguson, I think, was on a 12-fight win streak and only got the interim title. Chandler, he only had one fight in the UFC and now he's fighting for the title. So I just kind of put that into context. Um, and um, would you say then that domination comes into it in terms of how well you've performed against opponents? Um, yeah, I do. Because you, you watch Khabib before he was champ and Everybody knew as soon as he got that title shot, he was going to win the belt, and there'd be no taking it off him. Yeah, you know, he he did. He was the definition of dominating an opponent. Every opponent, you know, you look at you look in his title defenses. You look at who he fought. Was McGregor a defense? I can't even remember. Uh, McGregor was, yeah, yeah. So he he bullied Conor McGregor. He put Conor McGregor down, even though he'll deny it. You know, he. He ate some of Connor's shots, didn't really phase him. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fight went now, he went to, wanted it to go. Fought Gaethje, he was walking Gaethje down. Who walks Gaethje down? Nobody. Yeah. He was walking Gaethje down. And then he fought, um, he had Dustin as well, didn't he? Dustin, yeah. And again, everybody knows, and everybody was saying for a long time, Dustin deserved to be higher up in the rankings and in position on the card than he, than he was getting. Yeah. And, Khabib made it look like he didn't belong at that level when everybody knows he does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think the only questionable fight I've seen from Khabib realistically was probably the Aya Quinta fight. The Aya Quinta one was quite close, yeah. Um, Aya Quinta done, done well in that fight. Yeah, he did. He done really well. But Khabib still won every round. Yeah. So while it might not have been the total domination that, we, that we'd that we come to expect from Khabib, it was still a domination in the fact that he never lost a round. Yeah. Um, John Jones, as I say, he's had some questionable wins. And you you are, um, don't get me wrong, every fighter will get a win where you go, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. Even on the episode we've done, even on the episode we've done last time out with the, um, you know, the crossovers, the yeah. Bobby Lashley fight, yeah, we, were yeah. in the, we were in the opposite ends of the camp. Yeah, of the, of, you know, I thought Bobby won. You thought um, Joe Bloggs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought he won. <laughs> yeah. um, so you are going to always have fights where you go, Ooh, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, um, but Khabib only has got see, Khabib hasn't even got one of them on his record. Yeah, I say yeah. it was close with Aya Quinta, but it was still unanimous Khabib at the end at the same time. Yeah, so. In terms of dominance, it's it's different, and people will argue that that's because Jones was fighting higher caliber fighters. But I, you can't really compare a light heavyweight with a lightweight fighter. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think if if Habib stayed around longer, then his caliber of fighters would have went up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have done. The, the the division now. You know that the top ten's absolutely crazy. If he had stayed, then obviously his caliber fighters would have mm. went up, and people may also, you know, consider him the go. It would have done. Who but are, at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, you look at it, and Ferguson has lost two in a row. So if Khabib was still there, Ferguson wouldn't be in the picture right now. Yeah. And he was the one everybody thought he's going to beat Khabib, mm. and then he goes and loses two in a row. He's out the picture. Michael Chandler, he's, he's an unknown to UFC fans still. 
he looked very good against Hooker. No one can deny that. But I, I say he's still a bit of an unknown. Um, you know, moving, that, that, moving away. That's Bellator's fault. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how to, but he watched Bellator. We'll, we'll, obviously, you know, we'll get in. Well, <laughs> it, we will. It, it's going to be on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, eventually, but in the past, so the odds been the, 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 I know in the past, like, but it's been announced, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. The deal's yeah. there, the deal's done. So we'll look forward to that. But moving on to some of the other fighters, um, you know, Amanda, you, you can't say anything about the calibre of fighter she's fought. She's mm. fought every, she's fought everybody. She's fought she's, somebody she's twice. Fought all the, the best females. Yeah. And beat them. Has all. beat them. You know, I think the only the only ones that are questionable, obviously she has that. The only ones that are questionable of the Shevchenko fight. And uh, is it is it no, it was, I was going to say Durandamy, but she had mm. played a different game plan there than she took her down instead yeah. of boxing her. Um, yeah, I think the only one that's questionable with her is uh, Shevchenko in terms of what she's won in that. Mm. Obviously, then, she's got losses on a record, but, you know, yeah. that, that makes a, a fighter better most of the time because they learn yeah. from me. And that's something we said last time as well is the majority of fighters who are considered the ghost in any sport, the majority of them have got losses on the mm. record. There's not many who retire undefeated, you know, whether yeah. it's UF, whether it's MMA or boxing. Obviously, Khabib's one of them. You know, you move over to boxing, you've got Floyd Mayweather, Joe yeah. Calzaghe, yeah. Rocky, Rocky Marciano. Yeah, They're yeah. the ones off the top of my head. I think, I'm not sure if Sugar Ray, Leonard, um, or Robinson, I was get I always confused the two, but I'm I'm I think one of the Sugar Rays was undefeated. Yeah, I think um, so. But the the list is very very small of people who are undefeated. Even even current fighters, you know, people not many, well. There probably isn't a lot of people out there who would consider Anthony Joshua the greatest. Yeah, he, he's not. He's got to do a lot more in the in the sport to be considered. But he's lost. Yeah. Um, the only one realistically right now who could be considered who's coming close to being in, in the conversation is Tyson Fury. Yeah. And he's the most unorthodox person on the planet. <laughs> oh, so, um, so if you look at the um the other thing uh categories then so obviously she's she's defended about multiple times. Um multiple weight classes obviously she's she's double champ. Um Calibre fighters, yeah. If you were bringing personality in, into it, obviously Nunez has got a, a brilliant personality. Um, yeah, she's likable. People, obviously, inside and outside the cage. Uh, I think people question like what she does after the fight. You know, mm. like putting the belt on uh, Spencer. People see that as like a little dig or something, but it's just. That's a nice gesture of this is what you might have one day or could yeah. have, you know what I mean, if you keep working at it. Um, Organisation, I think, she comes from Invicta, didn't she? I'd imagine, I think a lot of them, a lot of the female fighters are coming from Invicta nowadays. Yeah, I believe she was uh, in Invicta. Uh, obviously now Invicta's become more bigger and stuff. Um, mm. We haven't covered it yet but you know it's where females come from and now coming on to the big stage you know everyone sees Nunes as one of the best right yourself um, so um, I mean if you were to, to to rank these fighters five of them so actually no scratch that let's do the others first getting a, getting a bit ahead so we looked at Habib and compared them a bit with Jones. How does yeah. Nunes compare with the others? In terms of in, in terms of domination, she's ahead of Jones and probably level with with Khabib. Um, okay. you know, you've we've joked about it on Twitter that she needs to move into the men's game to get a bit of competition. Yeah. yeah. So that that says it all. Don't get wrong. Yeah, she's lost. Probably early on in the career, I haven't got a record up at the minute. Yeah. Um, so she's she's lost. We know that. But losing can build a stronger character, and it certainly has with her. You know, you look at what she's done to Ronda Rousey. Mm. You know, 
the Holly Holm when when Ronda Rousey got beat by Holly Holm, that was a shock. Yeah. Somehow, when when Amanda beat her, it was an even bigger shock. And for I, me, I anyway, think it, I think it's because obviously Ronda then was considered the you know the toughest female. I, I think they, they probably had that conversation a number of times, like who's going to beat Rousey, but mm. obviously well, she, had, she had the Lesnar effect. Yeah, didn't you? You know, I remember back in the day when we when we go to our mates to, to watch it, um, struggling to stay awake. Not not much has changed there, like yeah. Um, but we'd go and like we we would go to and I remember watching the Shane Carwin fight, and every one of us, I think there was about eight of us there, and we were all rooting for Carwin. But I think all in our mind we were going, Brock's gonna win this. We just know it. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was the same when he fought when he was going into fight for Lascaz. I was like. There's no way Brock's losing this. I want him to lose because I wasn't a Brock fan at the time. That, that's the that's the only fight where I've said like a lot of people were saying Brock will win it, and I'm like, no, Velasquez is going to take this from. And but people were like that. No, no, he he won't lose. He can't lose. You know, he's the best. And yeah, but did, no one had any reason to doubt Brock at that point. That was mm. the thing. You know, he was a bit naive with the first Frank Mir fight when he lost. Yeah, he was naive there. And I think that's the only dad, thing. Silly. Yeah, <laughs> he, that was the that was the only thing that let him down in that fight. Mm. Um, beyond that, he, n- there was no reason to doubt Brock Lesnar as being the best at that time. Yeah, and Cain Velasquez went in there and showed him who was the best. Exactly, um, and then obviously, like as like I've said multiple times, I I don't think we ever seen a fully hundred percent fit Brock Lesnar in the UFC, which mm. for me is a shame because. If he wasn't, I've said it before. If he wasn't 100 percent fit at the time, fuck me. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> dude, scary. <laughs> but again, like dominance. So Fedor, that's where he comes into the equation on, on, on one count anyway, because what he went undefeated for, God knows how many years. Thirty odd fights was it? Something like that. I don't think I'm exaggerating there either. I'm pretty sure. So let's see. He lost his fifth fight. And then didn't lose again until his thirty-fourth fight. Yeah, and there you go. And that's so we lost in two thousand and ten. Before that, it was two thousand. The <laughs> dude went ten years undefeated. Yeah, that's dominance. And you know, you'll look at some of the names on his list. Maybe not so much at the beginning of his career. Obviously, that makes sense. But yeah. then, as soon as he got to Pride. Heath Herring, uh, Antonio Nogueira, um, Gary Goodridge, Mark Coleman, Kevin Randleman, Nogueira, no content, uh, no contest, Nogueira <laughs> again, no content, Crocop, uh, Coleman again, Mark Hunt, Matt Lindland, Tim Sylvia, Andre Arlovsky. Um, then he lost three on the spin, but again, the calibre of fighter, Fabricio yeah. Verdum who was probably still on the juice at that point because it was in strike force. Uh, big big foot, surprisingly. And Dan Anderson. Then he went on another nice little winning streak. Not the names weren't as big then because they weren't in like as big, you know, like a strike force or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. He was in M1 Global and he was in Ryzen. Um, lost, then lost to Matt Mitrione in his Bellator debut. And then, but since he's been in Bellator, he's beat... Frank Mia, Chael Sonnen, and Rampage. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of names on our list, realistically, only Jones comes close in terms of names who who, who did beat. Yeah. Um, in that sense, and as I said, there's a reason. You know, Fedor is probably one of the only fighters that are being considered in the GOAT conversation having never competed in the UFC. Yeah, and that's where the organisation come into it. I mean... You know, some people don't don't get that attention when they're outside. But Fedor mm. obviously has it because pride was huge, and you know, spending the majority of that dominating people are gonna remember you. But to go back, what you were saying about, about Brock, and you know, people don't wouldn't doubt him how that refers to Ronda was because people thought she couldn't be beat, and I think that's what people get in their minds is they can't be beat. There's no way, you know. But at the end, at the end of the day, they're still human, and mm. they might have things going on going into a fight, and that affects them more. 
you know, there's stuff that we don't don't know about, and I think that's where the shock comes from, is because we we get in our mind so much of they can't lose, it's it's impossible, yeah. and then that's where the shock comes from, and that's where the shock for Ronda Rousey come from, and Amanda Beaton home, um, and you know, if it's to happen with Amanda at some point, everyone would be shocked as well, Definitely. because we've seen a dominate for so long, um. Yeah, it was, it, it's mad how we, we get that in, in our in our heads. Yeah. But then when they've so, been doing it for so long, it's expected. The other one we haven't touched on just yet is um, Henry Zuhudo. Mm. Now, he's different in, in the fact that he only had 18 fights in his career. Yeah. And he only lost twice. One to Demetrius Johnson... Wanted Joseph Benavides. Again, there's some there's some good names on his record. Um, Sergio Pettis, Demetrius Johnson, Dillashaw, uh, Marlon Moraes, and Dominic Cruz. So he's he's he beat some very good people. Um, but people won't consider him in the category on his MMA record alone. I think for 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 Cejudo, he's considered more combat sport. Goat rather than MMA goat because yeah. obviously you know as he loves as he loves to promote himself as he's triple C, two weight yeah. classes and an Olympic gold medalist. So in in that respect, yeah, none of the others on the list can hold a candle to him. Yeah, but in terms of his MMA career, for me personally, it, it didn't last long enough for him to be considered an MMA goat. Combat sport goat, yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. Um, purely MMA, it's hard for me to put him in in the in the category do, do you think he's he's only in there because he also did, did he also have two belts yeah he, he was multi-weight class as well weren't he yeah that's why he calls himself triple c yeah so two-way classes and the gold medal yeah um so i mean his, his record you know as you say he's only had 18 fights last two you know pretty good title defenses did it did how many times did he defend it Let's see, I'll get his um get his record back up. I'll close my phone. Um so oh, he make like little music here while you're looking. Do 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 Yeah, do um like countdown. Dun 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 um So he won the flyweight championship against Demetrius Johnson, defended it against Dillashaw, then against Mirace he won the vacant bantamweight title and then defended it against Cruz and then retired. So two defences overall, one one for each belt. Um two more than McGregor. Yeah. Um you know it's I say this whole UFC seem adamant on making as many double champs as possible for some reason. I d I, I don't understand the whole thing with the mad rather see like what 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 will clash you more as the goal to being dominant? In one week class and cleaning out the whole division, or having like two free defenses and then going up to the end of the title mm. and then having to balance and defend. And to me, I've even from the start, I've always liked dominating the one week class, taking every opponent out. So there's no question that you are the goat. You know what I mean? We got go back to Anson Silver. He dominated everyone. You know, yeah. and that's like that's obviously where Israel Adesanya wants to be, but with mm-hmm. him going up to light heavyweight, it was silly. Because now, yeah. uh, as we said about DJ, would that eventually affect him? Be being the goat, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd, I've always preferred dominating a one way class rather than having multiple outs. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I've got no problem with John Jones doing it the way he's done it, because he has cleared yeah. out the he's cleared out his division. He wants to move up. That's the way to do it. If you're going to go to another weight class, clear out your own division first. That that that's how like them multiple weight class things. You know, getting about the there, it used to always be you dominated that weight class. There's no one else in there. You know, BJ Penn and uh, JSP they fought, and I think that was a similar. 
situation. You know, they defended the belts. They want to see that fight. JSP and Silver obviously didn't happen, but they had dominated their classes. Obviously, the biggest one now where people have done that is Nunes and Shevchenko, depending on their next fights. So that I would agree with. But when it's just like, you know, two defences and then you're going into another weight class, it's it's impressive if you can do it. But it's, I, I don't know. I think it's more a recent thing that yeah. people tend to enjoy it. Yeah, and even in boxing, like, that's what people do. You know, you look at someone like David Hay. He he dominated the cruiserweight division in boxing. Yeah. Um, you know, arguably one of the greatest cruiserweight boxers of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, next to Evander Holyfield, who's another one who done it. Yeah. Dominated the division, went on to heavyweight and won a title there. Yeah. So they can, they can rightly lay a claim to... Don't get me wrong, I don't think David Hayes in the gold category whatsoever. But if there was going to be a conversation about it, he can, you know, he justifies his name being in there. Yeah. At least just for how he, he done it. Um, but as you say, I think he's probably the only one who would consider himself the goat. Um, but that's just the way, that's just the way it should be. It should be go on, dominate your weight class, move on to mm. another one if you want. Move up, move down, move all around. Wherever you want to go, yeah, you know, move sports, do what you want. Um, so, what, what do you think the reason is that he, he isn't considered? And if he's done that, he's been like the most dominant cruiserweight. He's went up. He's he's won a belt. I don't know if he's defended it. Who's in this? your in your hey, in your right. opinion, why would he not be in that? Do you think it's because there's more fighters that have done impressive things, or what do you think it is? Um, is it your preference? See. Yeah, I think it probably is my preference. I was a fan of Hague, don't get me wrong. Um, but in boxing, it's different. You know, you look at someone like Canelo. Yeah. Um, I think he's a four-weight world champion now. Right. May- uh, Mayweather was a multiple-weight world champion. In boxing, because because there's so many more weight classes, it's so much easier to move up and down mm. weights. The weight cuts aren't nearly as big. So, yeah, yeah. you know, UFC's light heavyweight is 205. That's cruiserweight in boxing. And yeah. then you've got light heavyweight below it. Right, okay. I think. I'm pretty sure I think, that right. I think it is cruiserweight like 195 or something. Cruiserweight's 205. Right, okay. Now, where, and this this is a bit off topic, but I'm going to say it anyway. So where I always got uh, misled in my life is watching WWE because their cruiserweight division is all the high flyers, the little quick people. Yeah, Mysterio who were, and that. Who were, who were like... It was two hundred and five pounds and under, and you see a cruiserweight in WWE use two hundred and five pounds, and then you see him standing next to someone like Brock Lesnar, and you're like, oh, yeah. "You're tiny." But then you see an actual cruiserweight in real life, and you think, "Fucking hell, you'd absolutely murder me, go away." Yeah, yeah, I know. I, so, I, I think I've done that myself. It's, it's like... been very mis, yeah, it's been very misleading. Just wanted to point that out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, as is, like with that, there's so many weight classes in boxing that it's easier to move up and down weights. As I say, the weight cutting isn't as isn't as difficult, mm. you know, because you'll get you'll go from middleweight to super middleweight, yeah, welterweight to super welterweight. Every, mo- most classes have got a super after it. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think then that's why people now enjoy the most weight classes because it's a bigger a bigger jump in in weight? I mean, even then people walk around heavier than what they are and then cut yeah. the weight, don't they? So it's not necessarily like the I you don't know, think the weight classes have got like Yeah, I don't think the change in weight classes make either one any more or less exciting because you know I think if if boxers didn't change weight class, we wouldn't have had a recent fight, um, which I had very very high interest in because one of them was from Liverpool. Without changing weight classes, we wouldn't have got Canelo versus Callum Smith. Yeah, you know, Callum Smith was considered the best super middleweight on the planet. And Canelo moved up and beat them. Yeah. Um, so things like that, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, David Hay, six foot one, however much he weighed, wouldn't have fought Nikolai Valuev, who was yeah. nine foot twelve, <laughs> weighed more than a house. But you know, David Hay went in there, broke his hand on his head, but Literally. wobbled him and wouldn't yeah. fight on points. Yeah. You know, that boxing will always have uh, an excitement factor for stuff like that. Yeah. Because I think 
I think boxing can give you more supposed dream matches than MMA can. Yeah. Because yeah. fighters, as I say, fighters can move more easily between weights, which means they're more willing to move between the weights. You'll we'll get fighters in, in MMA who, because it's a bigger weight cut or bigger weight gain, won't want to change weight classes. So you might never get that dream fight. Yeah. So, all right then. So, of people that are considered goats, is there any in there that you don't think should be using these categories that we've put down? In MMA? Yeah. Um, see, it's it's a difficult question because, like you said, it, it's all opinions. Someone I might not consider a goat, you might, right, and let's, vice versa. Let's throw a few names up then. So, um, call me. I should he be in the, the goat conversation that we're bringing in these categories? Um, title defenses that he, he defended them, didn't he? Um, see my heart wants to say yeah my head wants to say no because every time he was looking like he was on the right path Jones come in and went no it's my belt give me <laughs> um, you know Stipe I think he had one he had one defence of the belt didn't he of the heavyweight um, which, it was DC yeah I think so yeah I think he had one defence let me get his record up very yeah, quick. Yeah, just, just check that. Because I'm, for some reason, I've got it in my head that he fought someone in between the first and second Stipe fights. But I might be wrong there. Um, so, just the problem with impromptu episodes, you um, end up just looking at stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We've never you, done you, one of these before. You, you see how clueless we are. <laughs> it's not clueless, it's unprepared. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he beat Stipe for the belt, then fought Derek Lewis and beat him. Right. And then lost two in a row against Stipe. Yeah. So, yeah, he defended it. Um, he, let's see. So, he re- he defended. So, yeah, he had a good few. The, well, he had a fair amount of defenses. So, he beat Anthony Johnson for the lightweight, light heavyweight title. Beat Gustafsson to defend it. Um, fought Anderson in a no in a non-title fight. Because I think he was a re- late replacement, wasn't he, on UFC 200? Mm. Um, so yeah, he fought him in a. What was that to do with Jones? That one was it. Was possibly, yes. Yeah. Then he fought Anthony Johnson again and defended it. So he defended the belt successfully twice, technically three times. Oh mm. no, sorry, four times. Technically four times because. Um, he Jones originally beat him the second time, didn't he? Yeah, and but then it was ruled an old contest or something like that. It was ruled an old contest, so DC yeah. retained. Right. Um and then he went to heavyweight. So four four defences, strictly speaking, three really though. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean the number of title defences overall, let's say five with the no contest in there. Yeah. It, it's not it's not the worst record by any stretch of the imagination. Um, is it enough to be considered goat? Again, my heart wants to say yeah because of, again, this is probably this is a personality thing. Mm. Because he's a he's a likable person. His brain for the sport is unbelievable. You know, you, you've um, got caliber fighters in there. You know, caliber fighters. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of things in there which DC takes the boxes for. I'd say I think it's just how he done against John, and overall how he done against Stipe Really, to be honest. So, so would recency bias come into that because of where he's lost and now he's lost that affects his status? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, then. You spoke about him earlier. McGregor, where does he come in the goat conversation? For me, he doesn't. Okay, so let's go through and then. That, so, title defences. So, just what title defences? <laughs> okay. Um, he, def- he defended Artem Lobov more than he defended the belt. <laughs> um, and I just want to say, because people know about my dislike of McGregor, the person, I'm not basing any of this one, and it probably does sound a little hypocritical of me, um, but I'm not basing any of this one on his personality. This isn't anything to do with him. This is in terms of just what I believe. So, continue. So, uh, Calibre faces. So, obviously, he's fought out, always fought... Alvarez, you know, uh, 
for the start of his career. Us, but um, earlier on, yeah, he was he was fighting the best fighters. Chad Mendes, yeah, no. Mendes, Aldo, um, Alvarez. But as soon as he as soon as he got that notoriety, he was just looking for money fights. You know, right. he wouldn't he wouldn't have belt against Alvarez. Went on to Diaz, and lost. Yeah. So we went to welterweight for that. Don't forget as well. Yeah, yeah. And lost. Then he, what did he do after that? Was it Diaz too? So he, re, he, re, yeah, I think. Yeah. He, think he, he had the rematch with Diaz. Yeah, he vacated to fight Diaz again. You know, because he made Diaz a money fight. So then he fought him again. And I'm just double, won. double check this. No, I'm sure like, it was. Just, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it went right. Um, just have a have a quick look. Because uh, I, I think somewhere in there he obviously went over and fought Mayweather as well. Yeah, so there you go. He went he went to fight Mayweather. Yeah. Uh, for the for the worst for the worst belt I've ever seen in my life. Oh so uh he fought Diaz before Alvarez. Did he? Yeah, I'd I didn't real realise that. Okay, so he he'd beat Aldo, which was at featherweight. And then went up to welterweight, fought Diaz, lost. Fought Diaz again, won. And then he went down to lightweight, got the... Won the, the belt, which confused me, because then he was later stripped due to uh, inactivity. inactivity. Mm. And then, so from Alvarez to Beeb which was two years, so we haven't fought two years, got a, another shot at Habib um, for the title, and then fought Cerrone, beat him, which was two years later again, and then obviously this year he, he lost to Dustin. Hmm. So he's kind of went featherweight, welterweight, lightweight. So, okay, how, weatherweight. how can we have someone like McGregor in the goal conversation? When he went from a loss, when he went from a loss, so how did it go? He lost against. So he, he beat Aldo, won the featherweight belt. Went, went to up, Diaz. Went up to welterweight to fight Diaz. Lost twice. Re- rematched them, beat him, and then Alvarez. And then he went down, got a title okay. shot from from that. Beat so how, how how can you have Conor McGregor in the gold conversation when before he got a lightweight title shot, he'd never had a fight in that division in the UFC at least anyway. And he then he was one and one in a different weight class before it. Yeah, that, that's, he, he was that's get, what he always confused me. He was getting given title shots because of his personality, and that's why I'm not including his personality in this because his personality got him the title. The the second the, the lightweight title shot at least it definitely got him that. He, he definitely earned the one against Aldo. You can't deny that. Yeah, um, for it, me, it yeah, yeah, for me it boils down to. Um, Title defenses of which there are none. Mm-hmm. Um, in Cage Warriors and UFC, let's not forget that. Uh, let, let me see Cage Warriors because I, I think he won the title and then when, so he, he he won the featherweight title in Cage Warriors, won the lightweight, and then he went over to UFC. So obviously he vacated both of them. Yeah. Um. But that's what I mean. He's he's never never defended the title, and I think again, you know, you you look at. Caliber of opponents. Um, in fairness, I don't suppose you can really say much about caliber of opponents looking back, but I definitely think they chose Diaz because they thought he was going to be a walkover. Yeah. Um, in as a welterweight debut, um, I think Alvarez. I think Alvarez improved after he lost the belt. To be honest, mm. I think he. I think he was better after he was champ. I, I don't think he. He was able to give his best version of himself no. in the UFC obviously no. he's considered but one we of did, the best but we did see well. yeah but we did see the best Alvarez after that you mm. look at you know you look at um, was it Gaethje he beat yeah, when I his think face so, was yeah. like out there I think um, so so we, we definitely did see the best Alvarez in the UFC but it was just after McGregor so he's one of the very few who we've talked about it in the past someone loses a belt and they go right downhill can't ever yeah. get back to that level Alvarez can't have done it in reverse mm. Um so yeah, Alvarez wasn't the same caliber of fighter he was now. Um Cerrone 
everybody loves him. He's a brilliant guy. He's absolutely boss. He's great to watch. But nobody in the world thought he was winning that fight against McGregor. Yeah. He's he's he cherry picks his fights, and I think he thought Dustin was going to be an easy fight again because he'd yeah, already beat him. Because he'd beat him last time, yeah. Yeah, and I think again that's my problem. He doesn't he doesn't come across as the type of fighter who's just gonna go, I'm not bothered who you put in front of me, I'll beat them. He's not that type of fighter in my eyes. He's someone who wants to cherry pick who he fights because he thinks it's an easy fight. Mm. In so my he, opinion. He's he's become like a Mayweather. Um see, I, I I don't understand the criticism Mayweather gets, in all honesty. People say he, he cherry pick. He picks his opponents, doesn't he? He picks what clubs and that he, he wants them to wear and especially because it's under his promotions. Yeah, but the guy had been fighting for 20 years. He'd fought everyone who was everyone. Yeah, I mean, obviously, later on in his, in his career, he started, you know, he did, picking the fights but at the that, same, but in that. Maybe so, but at the same time, you know, people say, oh, he picked Manny Pacquiao when Pacquiao was too old. Mayweather's older than Pacquiao. Mm. I, I think people always say that because that fight was meant fought, to happen for years. It was, but nobody knows whose fault, who fault that was. Mm. That could have been on both parties. Yeah, that could look, have been Pacquiao's doing. Look how long but, we've been waiting for Fiori and Joshua. Yeah. I know, but thing, at the it? same time, you know, you look later on in his career, he fought Canelo. Mm. He beat Canelo. He's, he's still the only person to beat Canelo. Yeah. You know, he he, he beat the prime Ricky Hart, and people will say the refereeing in that fight was was appalling and it wasn't the best. You know, so that that's a bit of a one of them, but he still beat the prime Ricky Hatton. Yeah, and then you know, Pacquiao done it a lot quicker. Um, so as I say, Mayweather, and people will say he runs away in his fights, and it's like, well, no, because the art of boxing is to hit and not get hit, yeah. and he was the master at it. So for me, I think he gets a lot of unwarranted criticism. Um, it's not his fault he can't read. Um, <laughs> um, if you've seen the, if you've seen what Fifty Cent said about him, you'll you'll get that. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that I just again, you know, again, even I know McGregor isn't a boxer, but he's McGregor's went into Mayweather's world as a much younger fighter and didn't really get near him. Yeah. You no, know, he, he was on top for the first two rounds, but he was Mayweather wasn't in trouble for a single second of that fight. So yeah. um yeah, for me, Connor can't be in the conversation because he he cherry picks fights too much, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he knows he's he knows he's the, the he knows he's the money man of the UFC. He knows he's the face, let's say, of the UFC. Um, that is until Paddy makes his debut. Um, so he he knows he knows all about what he's doing. You know what I mean? Um. Okay. So uh, one one more name. Um. Uh, let's see. It could be Tingy. It could be say. Um, Trying to think of another name. Maybe you guys put in the goal conversation, but you might question it. Uh, Go on, that's what this is all about. Hmm. Uh, is it weird the fact that we don't see many heavyweight coats? Um. No, because you know Stipe would be considered, at least in UFC terms, the heavyweight goat. Overall, you know Fedor, we've got him in yeah. there. Um, but I think it's hard. I think of all the divisions out there, it's it's harder to be considered a goat if you're heavyweight because you know you can have a better fighter than somebody else. But look at Deontay Wilder. Let, let's go for him. His boxing ability is shocking. Yeah. The man just goes in and throws Aylow sticks. He just goes in and throws absolute... He, he somehow, he's the only person I've known to throw a roundhouse punch. Like, I don't know how he's done it. He, he's got no boxing ability, but he's got massive power. Yeah. And so he built up this brilliant record, largely fighting nobodies for a, lot, a large point, a large portion of his career. Um, well, nobodies to us anyway, because obviously... Americans seem to rack up much higher fights in their careers. It's, it's a bit strange compared to UK fighters. So to us, the, we've not heard of them, but you know, to Americans, they're probably very good. Yeah. Um, but he's he's 
he won't, he's not in the GOAT conversation. Know what I mean? When you consider heavyweight GOATs in boxing, you're looking at, again, Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser, Rocky Marciano, mm. Mike Tyson. Holyfield. Holyfield, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. You know, people like that. And, you know, Deontay Wilder doesn't measure up to them. Um, you know, as I said, right now for me, uh, and I'm a fan of both of them. For me, the only one that, that measures up to some of, or has a chance to measure up at the mm-hmm. moment is Tyson Fury. He's the best boxer out of the three that are considered the best in heavyweight right now. Um, and he's the only one who's undefeated. Yeah. Mm. I'm just trying to think of one more, one more name. Um, what about... Yeah, let, let's say... So, oh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, trying to think of a name. Uh, who, who else would you say get, gets put in the goal conversation that you might question? If you're using them categories, um, for so some reason my my head's just not working right now. I think I mentioned it anyway. Someone like Suhudo, um, would would be the, the a questionable one for me. Um, someone who's not on that list. Um, see, it's hard because you you said before we started, shall we include you know some of the older fighters like your Katoas and yeah. your Adels and you know even like BJ Penn and stuff like that and I think BJ he, he could be in the conversation definitely um, but I think and I said this to you I think in their prime I don't think they were ever considered necessarily goats I think they're more pioneers than they are goats do you, do you think with them it's more what they've done for the future of the sport. So, for example, BJ, everyone loves BJ because he was like that. He was like that person for the lower class weights until obviously the lower ones come in. He kind of gave, gave that weight class. It's it's a you know helped to grow in that. So, do you think he could be a, a ghost for for that reason of? Keeping the, the lightweight class going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, especially again, when you look at it now, like look at lightweight now. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, you look at you look at BJ's credentials, and you know, I think I, I think the man fought in every single weight class that there was nearly. Um, he he was he was extremely active, and I think yeah. activity again is something you've got to look at in terms of in terms of goat. Yeah, it's actually one we didn't, didn't put down as activity but, we've you know, seen, you know. B, BJ in the UFC competed in featherweight, lightweight, welterweight and middleweight and he was a former lightweight and welterweight champion. Yeah. So, like, he's definitely in the mix and, you know, let's talk about... Um, But then again, his record is very sort of meh, <laughs> for lack of a better word. 32 fights, 16 wins, 14 losses. Yeah, and you yeah, look so. at most of those losses and it is Later probably where he shouldn't have stayed too long. I yeah. mean, in his well, last... Yeah, you look one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses on the spin. Yeah, and he had one win before that and then two losses two again. Losses. Yeah. So, and that win was Matthews, which so obviously would have been... See, he can definitely be considered uh, a GOAT. What's interesting about him, and I've never known this until... Now I didn't realise he started his very first fight in the UFC. Um he's yeah. he's defended it three times, I believe. Let's see, uh, so at least the lightweight. See and you look there, he'd he'd fought uh, Carl Uno uh, for the lightweight championship and it was in a lightweight tournament. So I showed you yeah. where the lightweight division was at that point, that you had to make a tournament to Get someone the belt, and then obviously he's become massive. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I say, I mean, I think he's fought the ultimate cheetah. He's that's what I mean. He's oh, fought, no. he's fought everyone because he was just in that many weight classes. You know, let's go through some of the names: Carl Uno, as you said, Jens Pulver, Matt Serra, uh, Tachanori Gomi, Matthews, uh, Dwayne Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodrigo Gracie, Leoto Machida, as you say, Henzo Gracie, uh, GSP, 
um, Joe Stevenson, Sean Sheikh, um, Kenny Florian, Diego Sanchez, Frank Edgar, John Fitch, Nick Diaz, Rory McDonald. Mm. Um, I mean, he probably should have stopped fighting Frank Edgar, to be honest, three losses against Frankie. Um, I think Frankie was his, uh, what do you call it, his just, Achilles heel. Yeah, you but know. even still, even like once he was getting beat by, but still, I say Frank Edgar for the third time, Yaya Rodriguez, Dennis Siever, Ryan Hall, Clay Guida. Yeah. Um, uh, so, in terms of names, yeah, he's definitely up there. His record probably doesn't put him in that list, but his accomplishments do. He, he's a very mixed bag one, I think. Yeah. I think you could say he's probably the most balanced one in terms of he is and he isn't. I'd say. Yeah, because obviously he's record, got the defences. Yeah. Record, you know. Record, so, no. So, so. Names, yeah. Recency biased, obviously people will say he's not because of his last couple of fights. Yeah. Multiple weight classes, yeah, because he was welterweight and lightweight champion. Yeah. You know. And you know what? I think the one thing we haven't looked at with, with any of these is the one thing that realistically should be classed for the goal conversation, and that's ability. Ability, yeah. You know, Connor for me, can't be classed in the goal category, ability-wise, because his ground game is poor. Oh, you, you think like a fighter needs to have an all-round, you know, pretty good game to be I, considered I, it as well? To be considered the goal, I think, I think a fighter... You need to be able to do everything. I, I think their opponent needs to go into that fight thinking, how the fuck am I going to win this? Yeah. If I get it, gonna, if I get it, they might knock me out. If I take it to the floor, they might choke me out. Mm. You know, a, a, a true GOAT will put that out in their opponent's mind. A true GOAT has the fight won before the fight's even started. And I think people started to get that about Khabib towards the end of his career, which is a shame. I think people looked at him and thought, shit, he's actually got a chin. Yeah. I'm not going to knock him out. He might not have the greatest power, but he can throw hands and he can do damage. If we take it to the floor, well, when we take it to the floor, we've lost. Yeah. Because we haven't got I haven't got a choice in when this goes to the floor. That's on Khabib. Whenever Khabib wants to take it to the floor, that's going to the floor. So I do think I do think fighters need that well rounded game to be considered the goal. John Jones, he's very well rounded. Mm. Again, uh, DC, we know how good his wrestling was. You know, he was he was an Olympian wrestler. Yeah, yeah. But he's shown against someone like Stipe that he had the power as well. Yeah. So, you know, Fedor. Um, Fedor's a difficult one for me to comment on because never seen him properly. Never seen him in his prime. I um, think that's it was one hard thing we need to time. do. Oh, yeah, we will. Don't we? Definitely. Yes, but for us in the hard. UK, <laughs> for us in the UK, it was, it was difficult for us at the time when Fedor was in his prime. I, I couldn't have told you where to watch Pride or yeah. Strike Force. You know what I mean? I just didn't know how to find them. Now with Fight Pass, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, now, going back to what you said before of, you know, having that ability for your opponent to question how they're going to win, we can look as recent as Nunes and Megan Anderson. You looked at their eyes through that fight and you're probably... Now that you said that, you're probably thinking, oh, how am I going to win this? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's... Well, that's it. I mean, going into that fight, I think the, the conversation was, Megan Anderson's so much bigger than Amanda. I wonder how she's going to cope with it. And it was just like, well, I don't care how big she is. Yeah. Amanda goes into every fight with, you can be four foot taller than me, but everyone's the same size on the back. Yeah. Exactly, and, yeah. Again, that's that sort of goat mentality that you need as well. So I, I yeah. think the metal game is a big one as well, you know. And having that sort of fighters uh, mentality and know of the game of oh maybe I should take it down and submit them here or maybe I've got a best chance of standing being able to adjust on on the fly as well and say, Well, I'm better in this position rather than getting locked into a punching fight where I could get it, you know. Hmm. Usman always talks about the strong mental game. He, he probably feels like that's his biggest way of winning against his opponents is because he's strong mentally, which obviously yeah. there is truth to that. If you're not there mentally, your body's not going to follow. If you're mentally strong, your body will go along with it. Yeah, I'd say 
like we said at the beginning, it, it, it's all down to opinions at the end of the day. Yeah, we're all going to have different opinions, as I said. Who I consider to be in the goal conversation, you might not. Who you consider to be in the goal conversation, I might not. Yeah, no, it'd be good to get the opinions of people like on Twitter and stuff like that on on their opinions on on the goal conversation because it's a conversation that's never ever going to go away. It's always going to be there, so it's always going to be a relevant topic. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, for I mean, for impromptu, this has been all right. <laughs> yeah, not, not being being a bad one. I mean, it's been a bit back and forth and uh, around and all mad, but there's there's obviously a lot of ways you can go with. You know, the whole conversation. Other other people might add add in other factors or uh, categories that they might consider to be that will clash as the goat. But to us, obviously, there's these, and then we've kind of added some along the way because then we've thought about it. So it's been been interesting, but as you say, it all comes down to preference and opinion at the end of the day, and. I don't think if someone thinks this person is the ghost, this, this person should go, oh no, because this person's the ghost. Because mm. again, it's preference, that's their ghost, this is your ghost. Don't yeah. get into argument. It's preference, you know. and everyone's going to have the reasons for choosing that particular person as a ghost. And as you said, that's fine. MMA is, you know, if there wasn't opinions in MMA, it'd be shit. Yeah. So, it's been, it's been fun. Um, going forward, Nate, Nate Diaz for the goat. <laughs> Clay Guida, he's yeah. still running around the octagon now. He hasn't even got a fight. Um, yeah, now it's going forward. We are obviously we're going to be bringing news, more interviews. Um, we're going to be bringing yeah more random episodes, mm. probably a bit more structured than this one, but yeah. random episodes nonetheless. Where we <laughs> we'll think of a new category. We like them ones. Yeah, um, and. We are. We will come back with, um, you know, the order there, non MMA episode as well. And what we're going to do when it comes time for the next one of them is we're going to leave it up to you, what we uh, do the yes. episode on. Um, so look out for us on Twitter for that. We'll be putting a poll up at some point once we've 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 got a list of about fifteen guests we've got to get through at the minute. So plenty of content for you. Don't worry about that. Um, and yeah, I'd say it's been fun. I think. Um, we should take the time right now to just tell people about our little sponsor. Yeah, very good idea. Um, so it is Enhanced CBD. Just make sure I get, I get that right first time saying them and I get it wrong. Um. <laughs> yeah, Enhanced CBD. So basically the website is enhanced.com. Now you spell an enhanced the way you would normally would, but you're taking off the second day. Yeah. Um, and basically, they're, they're a new new company. They're looking to offer people the, the best CBD products on the market. Uh, they also have got some, you know, clothing that people can buy as well. Um, we will have a giveaway soon to, yeah. um, with them. So look out for that. That'll be um, that'll be very fun. But yeah, if um, what what is our code? I think you've you've took that side of it, haven't you? <laughs> it is. Uh, I believe for 10 percent off, it used the code Super Necessary. There yeah. you go, probably got the guess that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, use use the code super necessary for ten percent off at checkout. Yeah, we're really happy to to you know be partnered up with them. Um little program they have in us, a podcast program, which yeah. is obviously gonna it's gonna help us, it's gonna help them, it's you know, it's a, a good thing Win-win. for for podcasts. Um and as I say, why you why there? Give them a look. Obviously, you got the website, so you can follow them on Instagram, which is enhanced underscore official. Obviously, without the second day. Um, yeah, so really looking forward to this going forward as well. Yeah, and as we say, keep a look out for the giveaway that we will have hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, and yes, yeah, some of you can, someone, some lucky person will be able to try enhanced wonderful products. super necessary
delicious. 